to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. There is a gentleman that I met. I'd known him for some time. But I think we got closer in that period because um, he was one of the few people that I don't remember what we had in common. We just used to talk about the Word of God a lot. And so he became quite close to me because of that. And. Um, I found he had already gone further in the faith. So for me, it was an opportunity to learn something, to be inspired, and also to have that person. You know, there are those people that you can sort of like inspire each other for certain things. And I remember we decided a few times that we were going to meet to pray the whole night, the two of us. So we had managed to get permission from the caretaker and we had access to the church the whole night. And so the plan was, we sit, we both have to discuss the word first. So meaning you should have read. Otherwise you have nothing to say. And we were going to discuss the word, discuss the word. When we're done, we'll pray. As in we'll do everything. We'll worship, we'll do intercession. And there's nothing like when worshiping, it's like one song or two songs. No, we'll, we'll just go. And you know you need such friends. Who is that go-to person if you say, guys, let's just pray today? You know what I mean? Eh? And one of the days we were together, I was standing on the stage. He was at he was near the door. I couldn't play anything by then. I stayed playing quite later. And so we were worshiping. I don't remember what song I was singing. I think I should have been singing in tongues or something. And the keyboard started playing itself. I didn't realize the keyboard. In my head, I thought, ah, Kanshi knows how to play the keyboard. And then I look, and he's over there. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) And there are just certain experiences that are reserved for the place called yonder, you know? The place called further. The place called deeper. Like... It's the place beyond the average stuff, you know? It's not everyone who got to see Jesus transfigured. He actually just carried two or three people, and they went up a mountain. That shows you it's beyond average Christianity. 
It's beyond just being a good person with a house and a dog. It's, it's, be, it's, it's beyond that. Are there any people here who are seeking for those deeper realms of God? Praise God. <laughs> uh, and one thing that I've tried to preserve through the years is that very passion. That very passion. I was praying this morning at 0114. Um, I was praying around 0114. It wasn't a long session. I think it was just about 20 minutes. And I could still feel it again. You know, it was still feeling like I'm just that little kid that's starting to know him. And I remember I was on my knees and I was saying, God, like, just reveal yourself to me. You've said, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you've never seen before. Surely you're not done yet. Surely there's, there's more experiences to come. There's more encounters. There's more light of your word. There's more, there's more of that to come. And when I was done making that prayer, everything was just the same. Okay? Everything was just normal. I didn't have a prophetic dream last night. But you know something? I'll do it again tonight. I'll do it again the next day. And what you, what you don't know is that when you consistently do such things, you're sowing a seed of honor. For example, if you consistently go on your knees and say, God, if you've got anything to say to me, I'm open. Even if you hear nothing, you're sowing, it's like you're creating this platform such that one day you'll just be walking and you'll hear him. So don't stop practicing these things. Now, we are talking about devotion to God, which is our first pillar from the seven pillars. And on Sunday, I told you about um, how there must be desire and then all the ladies' favorite effort. I was just seeing it on statuses everywhere. E for effort. E for effort. I don't know. I think I've put men in pressure. Because now the ladies want effort. I talked about abandonment. I didn't see many statuses about it. And I also talked about right living. Now, devotion to God has some form of evidence to it. There will be evidence. Somebody say glory. glory. Say it one more time. Devotion to God will have some form of evidence. I want you to look at Acts 11 verse 23. Woo! I'm feeling it. <laughs> Acts 11 23. So the Bible says, when he came, maybe for context, let's start from somewhere 21, perhaps for context. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. So in case you, you want to know where I got that liking for wanting great numbers. Okay? <laughs> then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. Uh-huh. And when he had come, and when he came, so... Barnabas is sent to a particular church. And the Bible says when he came and had seen the grace of God. This one didn't seem to be seen by, by discernment. 
it was evident, it was obvious that there was grace in this place. He could walk in and see the grace of God. He said when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged. The chief encourager was encouraged. And now notice, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. It was evident. The grace was evident. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've chosen of devotion to God, it is evident. It is evident. I bet you I can meet a person today and I can tell if the glory has increased or it has reduced. It's evident. It's very obvious. There is a freshness about the glory of God. There's there's something about it. I don't know if somebody knows what I'm talking about. But it's very evident. It's very evident. Now, a few things that will show you the evidence of this. One of them is the amount of honor that you give to the word of God. The amount of honor that you give to the word of God. Allow me to take you to a scripture that you might perhaps find interesting. The amount of honor that you give to the word of God. So Nehemiah 8 verse 1. And we're going to read it. And as I read it, I want, you to, I want you to imagine it and think of what it reminds you of. But there's a level of honor, there's a level of responsiveness that a person will give towards the word of God, which is evident of their devotion. And why we're teaching this is because we want everyone from the greatest to the least in this ministry. No one should have to tell the other person saying, no, the Lord. There are certain things that must be evident from the greatest to the least. It's something that we must be able to see consistently. Praise God. Now, all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. Does it kind of feel like that was a service? They gathered together as one man. And then Ezra was there. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of the men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Uh -huh. And then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday. How long was that service? At least six hours, right? Okay. I'm just, I'm just making sure. So if anyone ever says... <laughs> In case you don't know, once we get our own place. <laughs> In case you think it will be five minutes. Eh, huh? <laughs> that clapping session you had with Deaconess Faith. 30 minutes of clapping for the Lord. <laughs> Anyways, so that service was from morning until midday. No one should ever tell me I took long. And it says, before the men and women and those who could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive. There was attention. Everyone was paying attention. 
It says the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. It, it, it was, imagine the moment. If you had to read the history of this, many of them had not encountered the word of God for such a while. So for them it was, it, it was a big deal and everyone was paying attention, waiting to hear the word of the Lord. And look at what happens next. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood which they had made for the purpose. So they made a stage. And beside him at his right hand, he had protocol. Stood. Let's be honest. Notice. And in case you think, you know, I once had a meeting, I think it was a conference, and then somebody who was, I think, were in the same grade in the ninth grade, somewhere there. The guy was offended because I had like three or four protocol. No, I had two protocol. The guy was offended. He went to complain. Why does he have protocol next to him? I told the person he complained to go tell him next time there'll be four. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's funny. So Ezra is speaking, eh? And beside him at his right hand stood um, Jangu, Michael. Oh, sorry. I was reading wrongly. So there was Matitaya, Shema, Ania, Urija. You know those names you name your kids, right? Uh, Hiukia and Maliasiaya. And at his left hand, there were, okay, guys, there were a lot of people. I, I think we, we can agree. Eh? There were like six aside, six aside. And there was a podium. Okay. Just in case you think this stuff came now. Next verse. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Next verse. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen. No one was silent. Surely it shouldn't bother you to say Amen when the word of God is being taught. Praise God. And they said, Amen, well lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. What a service this was. People were attentive to the word. They were responsive to the word. And they magnified and glorified God, for lack of better term, carelessly. Let me say that again. People were attentive to the word. They were responsive to the word, and they magnified God without care, without shame. Each and every one of them. Hallelujah. That's the kind of service I want to attend. I don't know about you. That's the kind of service I want to be in. That, that's where I want to be. How do you think Jesus sees such meetings? So there must be honor given to the word. Now, we may not necessarily require you to stand up here. The entire time the word is being spoken. By the way, how, many, how, how long did they stand? I don't know. But surely, in moments that we have and we say everyone lift their hands, that beat from you to be the only one who lifts it down. No, surely when God is gazing at this service, there are certain things he must see which are consistent. Where if someone's hand is not up, God should be, oh, it's a new member, they are yet to... I don't know if you're getting my point. No, honestly. And for that matter, for the new person, we'll just give them five minutes. <laughs> Praise God. No, 
I remember one time I was invited to preach at one of the military bases. And I had no, I hadn't had any proper interaction with the military in that period, but I was invited to preach there. So I'm over there with the chaplain and we're walking and somebody very senior was coming. As far as I was concerned, that's why there's a big hallway. You pass like this. <laughs> I pass like this. <laughs> and then the man quickly pulled me to the side. Apparently, I was supposed to stop and just do this until they passed. So afterwards, he explained to me the couch and said, no, no, no. In honoring this person who's senior, there's no way you can be walking and they're walking. You have to stand and wait for them to walk by. I said, oh, okay. So meaning, even if you're both driving out, if you see them driving out, you don't reverse at the same time. You wait for them. Let them pass, then you'll pass as well. Now, in a similar manner, we shouldn't relent in teaching the culture that we expect in the kingdom of God and the culture that we expect here. So, the culture we expect here, when the word is being taught, say amen. Respond to it. Be attentive to it. And when it's time to lift our hands, lift your hands. And when it's time to say hey, <laughs> glory. Okay, so there must be honor for the word. And you must also have honor for a congregational meeting like this one. Jesus says something in Matthew 18, 20. He said, one, two, or three are gathered in my name. I am there in their midst. You know, uh, is it on Tuesday? I had communion with about... How many were we? We should have been the four of us. Somebody who would who had scheduled to have a communion session with me, and I invited the other people who were around. So we should have had communion, the four of us. My goodness, the amount of revelation that was poured out. Why? Because we honored that meeting. As far as we were concerned, we were not four. We were five. <laughs> there was somebody else there. And you know, we, we, we didn't get like those little round ones. We managed to get like big square ones. So we literally broke the bread. And, and the, the amount of revelation, I've done, I've handled communion so many times, I've never taught what I taught in that communion. Even the scriptures I taught from. I don't know if you're getting my point. What I'm trying to say is always like give honor to anything that has to do with the Lord. Give honor to it. You know, your next cell meeting can be the best meeting you've ever had. You know, that can be the meeting where you hear God. I, I, I don't know if someone's getting my point. Um, I had noticed something with Pastor Daniel, actually. There is something he once told me, and I practiced it. There was a time when I was invited to... Mulungush University. I think the first time they really had one of their big meetings. Probably some of you were there. You were. And I think I was the main speaker that day. And um, Pastor Daniel wasn't on the program. But he came. All the way to Kawe. And he was in the congregation. And something very strange happened to both of us that day. When Pastor Daniel was in the congregation, God gave him a very prophetic word that day 
which I can say is one of the biggest prophetic words that has led to the household of faith, church. And then for me, when there was a period when I was not the one speaking, and usually when you go for a meeting, you prepare more to speak than to listen. Okay? And I was not the one speaking at that time. It should have been um, Matthew, Pastor Matthew Banda. He was speaking and I was seated in the congregation. And Pastor Matthew says, there's somebody here, God is giving you the grace for writing. I just said, oh, we praise God for that person. And <laughs> no, I just bless the Lord for them. I mean, even if I wanted to lift my hands, I was thinking, surely you can't have everything. You're already <laughs> doing ABCD. And then I think he started singing the song. I, I, listen, I can't forget it. And this was the exact song he was singing. Uh, something like, Jesus is the healer. It's not just the story. It's a real experience. Something like that. You were there, right? I said, we can't forget it. It was, I, I didn't know that I would have such a moment at Mulungbushi University. I never had it at Unza. And then, and then he calls me to the front and says, sing it with me. I said, like, oh, okay. And then afterwards, I think he sent me a message and said, you know, that word about writing was actually about you. And a few days later, I wake up to a dream of myself just writing, writing, writing. That's how the grace for writing came. Check the ministry database. Forget the four books. We produce a document every week. When I tell you, <laughs> these guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you had to check with Dick and Stoker right now, I'm from sending us something before I walked through here. It came in a moment like that one. Now, imagine you reverenced every meeting, and then God's mercies are new every morning. Then God can have something special for you in every meeting. You may not always feel it. You may not always be the one called up to the front and given a prophetic word. But you don't know what seed is being sown in your life on that day. Which on the day of harvest, you say, thank God I paid attention during intercession. I don't know. You will say, thank God I paid attention as announcements were being read. Or thank God I paid attention during the welcome remarks. Always honor anything that has to do with God. Just honor it. Just honor it. I once received an encouragement from someone I didn't necessarily like that much. <laughs> and I remember I told my wife, I said, ah, I received a message. I said, what will you do? I said, hey, it's the word of the Lord. I'm going to read and learn something from it. I then stood up and I read. I was like, oh, wow, thank you, Lord. I'm just, just trying to give reverence and honor to anything that has to do with the word of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say glory. Okay. Hey. David, as we are ending this portion, is someone I admire because of what God said about him. I want God to say the same thing about me. Acts chapter 13, verse 22 to 23. So that day, by the way, Pastor Daniel and I decided that um, you know, we get to preach a lot. And if we ever have an opportunity to be in a position to hear somebody, grab as much as you can. 
And I remember I was with uh, Pastor Cholo, I think, a few weeks ago, and he told me something that really blessed me. He said, Jesus had such an awareness of his father that he could hear him even in the words of Peter. From that time, I don't take anything lightly that anyone else is preaching. Like, you know, there are times I can literally give someone an assignment. I can even give them the three points to mention. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm that thorough. But there's a way they can bless me. That would be different. And remember this, if you ever have an opportunity to pastor a church or anything like that, you usually, you don't grow by preaching. You can grow in how to preach by preaching. But your growth in the word is not really determined by preaching. You grow by your intake of the word. Faith comes by hearing. That's just the way it comes. So there are times... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you on a personal note, there are times I've had to sit and listen to my own sermons. And I'm more blessed by hearing it even than by preaching it. Because there are some points that you never planned. So, <laughs> some years ago, my, just, just to add on to that point, there were some years ago my body was seriously misbehaving. It recovered temporarily during a conference and went back. There was that conference where I had no voice but sang and I preached. I think a blind person got healed and stuff like that. That's what I remember it for. But by the time I got home, hey, it was bad. And I had taken so many gingers and stuff like that and I was fasting, and so my stomach was just in a very ish. Okay, it was bad, and it kept getting bad. Then one day, I waited for everyone to go to bed, and I think at about midnight, zero one, somewhere there, I went to the living room, I said, today, I'm not, I'm not, this thing is finishing. And I got the laptop, and I started watching my own sermons. And I was watching the miracles. And I was like, wow, yes. And I was, I was responding. I was like, yes, I agree with you. Come on, man of God. I, I, I'm serious. I separated myself from the preacher. And I was receiving. Then I read my own book. I kid you not, I woke up well. And even if it hadn't happened that night, I would have done it again the next day. <laughs> So you really have to have honor for these things. That's why I, I, I saw a status the other day and I liked it. Someone said, it seems to me that the gift of buying books is very different from the gift of reading them. <laughs> why is there like a guilty laughter? <laughs> Suppose we release a book next week and you buy it because it's your pastor and because you're loyal. Okay. If that's all, if that's really all, Acts chapter 13. <laughs> Some people are going back to their books now. Eh? I've received questions before, which I look at the question, I'm like, I wrote about this, an entire chapter. 
Do we have that much reverence for it? Sometimes, and, and you know, there's, uh, there's something I've been thinking of talking about, which is how to receive, I think I was telling some of the team that I'm with downstairs, and I was telling them about thinking of teaching on what, what, what provoked it is I was speaking to one of our members, and I noticed we were being targeted a lot by a lot of preachers to kind of like prophesy to them, and some of the prophecies left much to be desired. But all of them would like approach them in a very flamboyant way, which if you know me is very different from how I do it. So I wanted to teach perhaps on how to receive a prophecy from your pastor. Because I'll tell you this, how you receive prophecy from somebody who you already tell everything can be very different. Can be very different. And many other times, the, I've sat down with some very, very gifted prophets and there's something they've told me. Sometimes it's like you have to overcome the wow factor, for lack of a better term. By that I mean, I'll never come to Mwape and tell her, I, I see that your name is Mwape. I know her name. And we have, a detail, we have a details in our database. <laughs> And we're quite thorough in the way we collect our details. Chances are higher of that happening if I go somewhere where I don't know anybody. That's why sometimes people who are very gifted prophetically have struggled to pastor. Because they don't know what to do. Because the, person, the people are coming for counseling now. And in counseling, brrr, they laid it all out. I should teach on that. Eh? Because... I started asking myself, how did the disciples manage to receive from Jesus? Despite being with him the whole day, eating with him, walking with him. They were not meeting once a week. They were together the whole day. They lived together. But Peter was still able to receive revelation about his destiny. They were still able to tell when he had transfigured. And somehow, let me put it like this, there is a woman who was able to receive a you are healed just by touching the hem of his garment. It told her you are healed. Let's go there. <laughs> There's somebody else. Jesus said your sins are forgiven. They heard you are healed. So that one is another, it's another spiritual skill on its own. You will never take the blessing lightly. Anyways, <laughs> you should remind me. I'll show it to you. I think I, I, I wrote down about three, four, or five points. should remind me. One of these days. But you look like you're hungry for it. So when he had removed him, this is Stephen giving a legacy, a history. No, this is not Stephen. This should be Paul. Eh? And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. God had no doubt that when it comes to David, there's nothing that he can tell David that David won't do. He had no doubt about that. And when you read the next verse, you'll discover that it's from David's seed that the promise was raised. 
So I'm thinking, if this is a man after God's heart, I want that. As in, God gave a testimony about David. What's God's testimony about you? And then observe this. Just a few points I want you to note. David's heart, he made sure his heart was always in the right place. He set Christ apart in his heart. He set God apart in his heart. Okay? And we, sh we should set Christ apart. He set God above even his flesh. You can read that in Psalm 63. Actually, read the whole Psalm 63. You'll see he rejoiced at the thought of being in God's temple. And he was shameless in his pursuit of God. When you read 2 Samuel 6 from verse 20 to 22, you remember it very well, right? Because we quote it a lot. When David, let's read it quickly. Verse 20, 2 Samuel 6 verse 20. David, when David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, how glorious is the king of Israel, as she's only invented sarcasm. She came and said, how glorious is the king of Israel today. Uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows, shamelessly uncovers himself. In short, she's trying to tell him, you're too, you too big to dance for God like that. Imagine that. And you know, I've seen that severally. It's something you must watch out for, especially when your status in life increases. I've told you, some of these stories, when I tell you, you think I'm joking. I've seen it before. Somebody is always coming, blessing the Lord, blessing the Lord. The day they invite the significant other to church, <sighs> suddenly we're just noticing <laughs> the activities for the Lord are not that much. I'm, I, I, or when someone was a student, they were blessing the Lord, blessing the Lord. The day they are big in society, suddenly it's a problem. Far be it from you. Notice what David replied. He said, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father. So David invented comebacks. And <laughs> all his house. To appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. Next verse. And I will be even more undignified than this. Hey, do you remember, in case you think you've seen me dance for God before, <laughs> in case you think I'm zealous, hey, in case you think I respond to the word of God, hey, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. And notice, God was very offended. He closed Michael's womb. Somebody say glory. glory. One thing that I also see is that David honored God's word. And as I'm ending, I'm always amazed by how David described himself. What his legacy of himself was. 2 Samuel 23, verse 1. On the moment that I wake up, till I lay my head, 
Now you know you have to take somebody's last words very seriously, right? Now these are the last words of David. That says David, the son of Jesse. That says the man raised up on high. It also shows you, by the way, remember when I was talking about the glory of the old covenant? The guy just didn't die anyhow. He could even give a speech before. He even knew what his last words were. Anyways, now the, <laughs> these are the last words of David. That says David, the son of Jesse, the man raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob. And how does he end? And the sweet psalmist of Israel. Notice, notice, just go back. I thought he was going to say the king of, the, the one who was a bigger king than King Saul. The one who killed his tens of thousands. The Goliath slayer. But what did he identify himself as? The sweet psalmist. And you can see that, I don't know if anyone sees it like me, but it seems to me that that's what he lifted even bigger than the other ones. That sweet psalmist is the one who could give God many songs. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay, so City of the Lord Church, pillar number one. This is something we can't remove from this ministry. Devotion to God. We are not the kind who spare time for God. We make time for him. We are reverent to his word. We have reverence for our services. That's why we don't expect anyone to be disorderly during the service. We've got reverence for the word as it is being spoken. It doesn't matter by who. It doesn't matter who is speaking it. If a Sunday, if we give one of the Sunday school to come and preach the word of God, reverence, the same reverence you show when I'm preaching it. Okay? And we are reverent. Uh, we show this devotion to God by making time to worship him. That's why we take a lot of time in worship as much as we can. And we show this reverence for God by living godly lives. Praise God. So that's pillar number one. Sunday we'll look at pillar number two. And I was speaking to the team when we are done. There are some who are helping me transcribe some of this stuff. So when we release a document on the seven pillars. Can we have three minutes and just honor our relationship with God? Lift your hands. Just lift them. If possible, we can be in any other posture which is not sitting. If you want to kneel, kneel. If you want to stand, stand. I just don't want anyone sitting. Okay. Thank you. 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 Speak to him. Tell him I honor you. I reverence you. Just speak to him. Give him a gift of words. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Strong and mighty one. High and lifted up. The great one. I reverence your voice. I reverence your instructions. I reverence your statutes. I reverence your commands. I reverence 
your words. I reverence all the gifts of the Spirit. I reverence the manifestations of the Spirit, no matter how strange. No matter how strange. We honor the manifestation of the Spirit in this meeting. Lord, no matter how strange the manifestations are, we have reverence for your manifestations. We have reverence for your glory. Your word to receive honor, glory, dominion, and power. You are worthy to receive my praise. You are worthy to receive my praise. You are worthy to receive all honor, glory, dominion, and power. And I worship you always. Your word is mighty. Your word is marvelous. Your word is enough to bring me victory. I honor your word. I confess your word. I conceive your word. I birth your word. I manifest your word. I become your word. I honor your word. I honor your word. I honor your word. I honor your word. Shabura ma asianta kalabahai. Shirianda laba sonda If you sing in the spirit, just sing in the spirit. Even if you've never done it before, just sing in the spirit.
Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the City of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.